Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, welcome back to Operation Desert Spain. I'm recording this on the pre-match morning. That means it's Tuesday, 22nd of November, I think. It's a bit of a blitzkrieg here um, in terms of length of hours of work. And everybody's in my position is saying the same, what, what day is it? How long did you work? Have you been getting any sleep? All that kind of stuff. But it makes it an exciting time um, because today we're going to get our first exposure to Luis Enrique Martinez, the Spain coach, since we were in his presence quite a lot when they arrived. We were on the tarmac, as I said in the last broadcast, um, filming the players coming off the plane. Then um, I got the interview, what's called Coach on Arrival, with uh, Luis Enrique when I made that little remark about dreamers love to dreams and all the dream and all the best dreams begin at 2am in the morning. And he loved it and he laughed. The next day we spent um, so many hours in the Spain team hotel filming the green screen, which will the product of which will be when you watch the match on the television, you'll see the players stepping forward, folding their arms, putting their hands on hips, putting their arms behind their back, clutching the badge, all this kind of stuff. That's the work that we did. And on that day, Lucy Enrique was in brilliant form, funny and taking the mick out, mick out of my... Uh, Leg injury, which I have, I've been dragging my left leg behind me a little bit after a bit of a, a set-do in the gymnasium here. And um, he did a very good imitation. And uh, to much hilarity at my expense, it's allowed. But we get a first sit-down um, chat with Luis Enrique. And the reason is that on Wednesday, um, on Wednesday evening, 7 o'clock Qatar time, Spain play Costa Rica in what I think is a, a game... Let me see, it's more crucial than a normal opener in a tournament might be because Spain have got, it goes beyond the 2010 experience where they lost to Switzerland and became the first international team ever to lose their opening game in a World Cup and then go on and win the title. It's more than simply don't put yourself in that situation because in that tournament, and this squad is not um, at the same levels as the 2010 one, simply isn't for... A host of reasons. Basically, the vast spread of talent across that 2010 squad, the age profile, if you look at this very, very junior, very green Spain squad, and, and over a tournament, that should cost you. It should cost Spain, but it should cost generally any unit which isn't pretty hard-boiled in the experience of domestic and Champions League matches. Anyway, the 
And, and I keep coming back to this mala leche theme. Mala leche is just a way to say a bit of badness in Spanish. And I don't think there's sufficient amounts of that in Spain. It's needed. It's abs You all know it's needed. Anyway, the, the reason this game is, is more crucial is that while there are footballers across this Spain squad who've won um, under-17, under-21 tournaments, players who've been in the final of a World Junior World Cup, which was in 2017, that was... Um, Spain against England in the India hosted FIFA Youth World Cup. Um, Hugo Guillemon played in that team, um, as did Ferran Torres, who's the the important factor here, I think, in this World Cup of those who who previously played in the in the junior tournaments. And and many of the guys who won youth <clears throat> competitions began with a draw or a defeat and, and, and shrugged it off. The difference being here, again, this is a side that doesn't have experience of, of not buckling, as in 2010, the, the players didn't, but they, they have talked repeatedly about the brutal, brutal impact of nerves. And I don't think we um, associate that word with leading teams much anymore, but everybody who was on that team bus um, taking Spain to play Honduras and then Chile, that they were almost overcome by the tension and the nerves. Now, if this Spain group go into that, yes, they've had recent experience of losing at home to Switzerland in the group qualification for the final four of the Nations League. They're in that final four with Italy, Croatia and Holland for next June. Losing at home to Switzerland meant that they had to go and win in Portugal, and they did. It was, it was pretty ugly, but they did. So I'm not saying that they don't have bounce-back ability at all. But when your next group opponents are Germany and Japan, I think it's literally imperative to beat Costa Rica for every reason under the sun that far goes beyond the simple fact of three points in the bank. Will they? Uh -huh. The match in Jordan where Spain won 3-1 was interesting and useful for the fact that Nico Williams, um, who's looking... I'm going to tell you a couple of anecdotes about him in a minute. Nico Williams, I think, can be an important bench player. I don't see him starting immediately at all, but I do see him getting time, definitely, and, and potentially being a revelation player. Anyway, Nico Williams gets his debut goal for Spain. Um, Ansu Fati gets a goal, which he's been needing for weeks back, playing bits and pieces of matches with the Barcelona, but, and, and, and helping set up goals and helping change matches, but it's still not quite shooting on target. And that's the basic phrase to use. Making room for himself, but often just bending a ball over wide into the keeper's arms. When his, his signature move is that simple finish where it, it doesn't have to be about power. It's about how early he strikes and how well he knows where the goalkeeper's balance is. Anyway, those, those two both scored. And I think that we're going to see... Ansu starting is my opinion, I think. So to, to go back to the, the Costa Rica preparation, the the attitude is very buoyant. It, it's very upbeat. This is a young side which uses a phrase that they're friends. Over and over again, even the, the mid-term age players, the senior players and the youngsters, they repeat, and I've watched it, being in their hotel, being around them, they really think they are a band of brothers. And I think that's immensely important. At any rate, the Jordan game told us relatively little. Players, for example, like Pedri Busquets, who've been kind of run into the ground for Barcelona, um, were rested. Um, others shone. 
But I don't think that what we saw in Jordan is going to have an enormous amount of relevance for the Costa Rica game because the two rivals are utterly different. Jordan were, were playing ball and, and, and not putting in the stinging tackles and not you know trying to bully Spain. And, and that, I think, is what a warm-up game for this brand of squad is about. Costa Rica won't be the same. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So let's start with uh, my build-up to, to the match. We've had interviews, sit-down interviews of decent length with Cesar Aspilicueta, with Emmerich Laporte and with Ferran Torres. The subjects have been wide and varied, including stuff that is, is decidedly around the periphery of, of a match. So, for example, a nice extended conversation with Emmerich Laporte about chromos, they're called in Spain, where you, you collect stickers. Now, this isn't scintillating inside analysis of the Costa Rica game, but... You collected stickers, didn't you? I did. We, I mean, now, I don't give a fig for them. When we were kids, my, myself and my two brothers, Pete and Andy, we collected the football bubblegum cards and swapped them relentlessly on rainy Saturday afternoons when there wasn't a game at Pataudry and there was no live football. And we would be on the floor with dozens and dozens of these cardboard but hard paper bubblegum players that you would you would trade endlessly and you, you became you know a version of Munchie or Chicken Bukiristain but with your brothers and most people that love football have had that experience so we were asking Laporte about that and he was like yeah playgrounds became manic when you didn't have the player that you wanted and you looked for somebody who did have the might do the swaps and little things like that and talking to Laporte about the remarkable thing that growing up in Ajon in France, he, he didn't have a house that was obsessed by World Cups. He said to the extent that some of the family, him included, would, would miss the odd game, not watch the odd game until it came to the final. He said, I'm not the guy who's obsessed with watching football off the pitch. Pretty obsessed by winning, though. Laporte's been interesting. He's been very bullish about why wouldn't we win this tournament? Why, why couldn't Spain be world champions? I think that's precisely the attitude that's needed when you're a... I guess he's now 27, 28, when you're a leading player at one of the world's leading football clubs and you've got youngsters everywhere. I think that's how you talk. At any rate, Cesar Aspilicueta was, was wonderful talking about Pedri and Gavi and um, talking about Pedri's extraordinary ability to simply reset when that own goal um, came in in the European Championship, the long-distant pass, pass back, which Unai Simon wasn't able to field and it went in. I asked Aspilicueta about that match in Euro 2020 and he simply said, you know, to watch him 
You know, the, the call's in, you can't erase it, but and you know that, but it, it, it should affect you. And to watch Pedri simply get on with doing the same thing again and again and again in that match, he said was a remarkable feeling. Equally remarkable, he found the the debut by Gavi against Italy when Italy were European champions. They, you know, Spain's last match had been against them, and they went to San Siro and and won with Gavi making his debut, age seventeen, the youngest ever Spain footballer um, to win a cap. And I remember vividly Aspilicueta having Gavi in front of him. That 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 was the positional choice by uh, Luis Enrique, and. My eyes from the stand, I told Aspilicueta this, were that he, he gave the ball early to Gavi to give him a touch. He, he kept giving him the ball in, in difficult spaces when Gavi asked for it to, to, to say, I, I trust you, you're a kid, I'm a veteran. And, and we were talking about the fact that Aspilicueta, people forget, was marking Higuain and Raul and Van Nistelrooy aged 17 and aged whatever, 18 was a European champion with the Spain under-21 side. So... He's been something like in Gavi and Pedri's shoes. But he said against Italy that day, he said, normally you have to ask a, a kid who's making his debut to, to come out of his skin a little bit, to, to, to make the risks, to try and play as you would normally, to play in the way that has got you to this stage. He's not like that at all with Gavi. He said, I had to try and sort of calm him down because Gavi was flying about and leaping into tackles. And as Pilicueta said, it was an odd experience to... to Actually, you have to go to a 17-year-old and say, OK, OK, mate, stay calm, stay calm. Rein it in. Ferran Torres was possibly the the most interesting of the three interviews that we've done sitting down in our little studio um, out at Qatar University. In that, I, I think this is a guy who's dramatically um, on form. I think he'll start on the right wing, which is so important to him compared to playing centrally or on the left. And... Talking to Torres, it was it, it was clear that he's become more assured. The focus on him and his relationship with uh, Lucianiki's daughter, they've been going out for many months, is something that he's handled with uh, a natural calm. Um, I do think he's a confidence player. I don't think he's hard as anything. But he talked about his passion for Spain and the, the way in which... He and Hugo Guillamon were, were mates way back then. Um, were, were watching the 2010 World Cup together in Spain, like mad keen on every kick of the ball, every match, and celebrating wildly and jumping into a fountain in, in Valencia when Spain won the final against the Netherlands. I like that kind of chat. But I think Ferran is, is feeling trusted again. It, it began to be the case at club level in the latter three or four games with Xavi when Ferran repaid him with goals and assists. But within the Spain setup, I don't think there's any patronage from Luis Enrique, even though he made a joke on his streaming about who's my reference on the pitch. If, if Busquets was Del Bosque's reference on the pitch, who's mine? Well, Ferran Torres, I have to say that, otherwise my daughter would chop my head off. I think when it's a known thing that the, the coach has a striker in his squad, she's gone out with the coach's daughter... I think you have to confront it a little bit, whether you do it by jokes or whether you just say, right, it's got nothing to do with the football side of things and I won't speak about it anymore. You have to at least confront the issue. I don't believe there's any patronage from Luis Enrique. And if Ferran Torres doesn't play well, then he'll be dropped. 
But I think he's on the in the team because he, he's extremely important. He said, I regard myself as a winger. It's not my number one task to score goals. Yet, I, I think his ability to get into goal-scoring positions against tight defences, his movement is very good. His movement in terms of judgment about how to create a space, how to be in a, a, a parcel of space which can then allow him to receive the ball and supply it to a player whose room has increased because of Ferran Torres' movement. Those things, I think, mark him out. Is he an absolutely clinical finisher? No, he isn't. And, and this is where I go to about him being a confidence footballer. I think that confidence is at a peak right now, and I think he can be important in the first game to the extent that I think he'll, I think he'll score. So these conversations, plus all the press conferences... Show a side which know that they are not guaranteed to get out of this group, but believe that they will. And a squad which believes that they can go toe-to-toe with anybody. In the last chat, when Neil was the um, curator, I mentioned the fact that Luis Enrique's words at the airport were, we're not afraid of anybody. We will play front-foot, attacking, ambitious football against any side that comes in our way. Whether Costa Rica allow them to do that or not is another question. Let's just look at the rivals. Any of you have listened to me before, never mind here in Qatar, where I'm looking out the window at the moment and, God damn it, it's another sunny day. It's a Coventry City. I think, I look at the sky and I think of Tommy Hutchison in 1974 or 1976 playing for Coventry in that brilliant strip they had. Um, I, I, so those of you who listened to me before know that I'm not going to pretend I'm, I'm a, an avid Costa Rica watcher. What I, the, the research I've done is is trying to fixate on the players in their squad that I know about, like Celso Borges, uh, like Brian Ruiz, Brian Oviedo. And I, I went and spoke to a Costa Rica analyst from Tica TV, which is one of their national uh, channels. Uh, Fabian was brilliant and guided me that since um, Luis Fernandez Suarez took over, the, the change has been radical. Costa Rica were limp and relegation fodder in their World Cup qualifying group until he took over when in the same period of games where they got two points, I think, they then got 19 in the second half of the qualifying campaign. Then that tells you a lot. And he explained that one of the things he did was hold a team meeting for Costa Rica when he took over and say, we're in crisis. There is no other word for it. Either you join me, either you accept my ideas or we'll be a laughing stock. We'll be finished and there'll be years of damage done. Kaelin Navas, their most famous, most successful player, believed and, and joined in and, and said to the, the coach, yeah, look, if you're backing youth, if you're playing kids, I'll help. So during the qualifying campaign, apparently he said, particularly in the crucial game against Canada where they had to win, he told the kids um, in, the, in the team, Anybody who scores um, gets a shirt from the most famous player I know that, that you want me to ask for a shirt. Anybody who gets two gets that plus a holiday and on and on and on. Incentives from the, the captain, from the goalie. And the young players who idolised folks like Neymar or Cristiano Ronaldo or Sergio Ramos, whoever it might be that Kaylor has played with um, when at Real Madrid or Paris Saint-Germain, that was an incentive and it, it mattered and it worked. Emmerich Laporte told me that 
he the, the the video briefings they've done in Costa Rica so far left them not completely clear whether it would be four at the back or five at the back from Suarez's team. Based on everything I've read and listened to, I think it's going to be a four four two from Costa Rica. And Fabian from Tika TV was extremely interesting in that I think I think I'd picked up a wrong impression from Costa Rica when Joel Campbell put them one 0 up against New Zealand, and New Zealand had a goal disallowed. In the in the final playoff match, looking at them, then they they seemed so defensive. Now I'm I'm assured that they're going to come out and try and play Spain. Maybe take fifteen twenty minutes to to take the temperature, but to want to 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 push Spain around. They got very fast forwards. To want to not maybe play toe to toe like let's just slug it out, but to play attacking, to play aggressive, and to try and get ahead rather than the sit-back, banked defence, love the ball forward, look for Joel Campbell in the break. Much more involved in the game is, is the prediction that Fabian from Tika TV gave me, to the extent that they think, just like Spain do, that a win here is crucial. For Costa Rica, who brought in, I think, sports psychologists in order to attempt to um, make sure there's nobody in the Costa Rica squad who thinks, wow, it's Spain, look at those stars. Because the the maybe the most skilled player in their squad outfield at least is Celso Borges, who played twice at Deportivo La Coruña. He's a lovely distributor of the ball, and one of Spain's main tasks will be to try and shut down Borges. But you know he played at Deportivo La Coruña. There are others in in the Costa Rica team where Joe Campbell was a, didn't really make it at Betis. There those who've sampled life in in Spain, with the exception of Keylor Navas. We'll be looking up and saying, "Well, this is a, this is a, an Alaves against Real Madrid or an Alaves against Barcelona." Now, what we know from La Liga is that teams like Alaves, when they're at home, can really ruffle Barcelona or Madrid's feathers, and that's, I think, that's not an unfair categorization of what this match is like. There is a definite skill imbalance and experience and trophy imbalance, but with a well-organized team that's committed and is intelligent in its tactics. Well, you never know. Um, at seven o'clock, the heat shouldn't be a problem at all for either of those teams. Um, it's been remarkable to watch 60 or 70 minutes of added time in all the games. Was it 60 or 70 minutes added time in all the games so far? I know there were a couple of injuries in the England game, but I mean, what was it, about 24 minutes extra? So if that's going to be a repeated pattern and the other games were consistently marking up eight and nine minutes of added time. That, I think, well, it's clearly a, a factor which over the tournament will benefit the fitter sides with more stamina and with better benches to use with the five changes. But mentality comes into it. Teams that have that know what it's like to win late, consistently win late in, in matches, teams that know how to play extra time, teams where you keep the ball and your brain is working rather than your legs and your lungs, that concept that every match is going to be over 100 minutes, those teams will will benefit. It's it's pretty simple. The referee, United Arab Emirates referee, if I'm right, Mr. Abdullah. It's, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Do you find it interesting, Vicar, that he's the same referee that took charge of Costa Rica, New Zealand in the final playoff? What? You can't believe it either? Is there only one referee in the world? How odd that is. Don't quite understand it. Nevertheless, 
he's in charge on Wednesday night. Uh, look, Spain have suffered a little bit of a bump in that Ansu Fati didn't train fully the first day after the Jordan match and I think it's trained okay since then. We get 15-20 minutes where we see them jogging and playing rondos and teasing each other. Morata, I, I don't think is yet at full fitness. I'm not 100% sure if this is a game for Morata or Asensio um, at, at centre-half. Danny Carvajal didn't train on Monday because, in inverted commas, he had a cold. Look, I, I think the team goes like this, and, and there's still you know, more than, was it, 24? There's about 30-something hours until the match. So, on a training session, so things can change. Bumps, bruises, um, poor form in a training session on Tuesday night, who knows. But I think the team goes like this. 4-3-3, obviously. Unai Simon, Danny Carvajal, right centre-half, not talking about him at the moment. Laporte, Alba, midfield of Gavi, Busquets, Pedri, up front, Ferran Torres, a centre-forward, and Ansu Fati. Coming back to the right centre-back, because they'll have a lot of the ball, um, in my opinion, Hugo Guillemot probably is, is, is waiting his turn. I think there's a big battle between Eric Garcia and Rodri. I think City's Rodrigo during this tournament is very likely to play right centre-back. There's a striker turned centre-half, turned striker again, uh, Waston, I think his name is. He was back in um, Costa Rica playing club football, but was at Cincinnati last season. And he's a 35-year-old who began as a striker, but a coach put him back as a centre-half because he's so tall, he's 196 tall. And, uh, but now he's been reconverted into a pinch-hitter striker coming on in the last 15 minutes when Costa Rica, need, Costa Rica need to save a game or seal a game. And there's a lot of anticipation that set plays will be big for Costa Rica. Eric Garcia is not big. So I think there's a fighting chance that it might be Rodrigo of Manchester City deputised at right centre-back. At any rate, I think it's a fight between him and Eric Garcia, who um, Luis Enrique likes and thinks he's good on the ball. But I think it might be Rodrigo at right centre-back. At centre-forward, I think the fight is between Alvaro Morata, who, if Luis Enrique thinks it's going to be an open end-to-end game, might well get the chance... I, I, I'm not certain that he's 100% ready, but Lucienrik really loves his ability to play associatively, to um, play on the break, to win things aerially. He likes his voluntad, his, his attitude. Yet Asensio has been given a real push under Lucienrik as a, as a centre for a false nine. It has to be a false nine. He's not very good at playing with his back to goal, but he is good at dropping away, picking up from midfield and running at players either for a shot from distance or for setting up a goal as he did against Switzerland when Spain went to uh, 1-1. There, there's your there's your 10 and a half. I, I do just think Rodrigo sent a half. I, I'm unsure about Morata Asensio, but it'll be. I think it'll be one of those two. And I think Spain win, um, although I think they'll have to sweat. And I don't take it as a, as a foregone conclusion that they win and nor should you. I think if you're humming and hawing and scratching your chin... I think it's going to be worth watching this game. You'll certainly learn a lot about Spain, who've got Germany after that, and then Japan. Frankly, if they don't win this one, I think they're in trouble. It's been good having you here. It's lovely of you to come round. Thanks for popping round. Thanks for thinking of me. Good to have you. See you soon.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.